Well, I don't really know much about him, but my two teenage kids are very excited. You know, they love him. They have the CD discettes and the video games and the dungarees with his name on the um, pocket. The Boondocks Podcast. We're reviewing Season 2, Episode 5, The Story of Thugnificent. Episode synopsis, a superstar rap group moves in across the street and records a diss track about Granddad after a neighborly disagreement escalates into a full-blown rap beef. How y'all living? <laughs> I had to like cover my mouth because I, I don't know who had the motorcycle in their background, but I was like, mm. me, me, yeah. I'm so wow. Well, you can hear that. That's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's crazy well, that you can hear that. I've told you before. I have the weirdest. Like, I mean, <laughs> all the stuff. And it's there, so far. Like, it was I don't know if it's me outside of our complex. Yeah. Like, it was going the opposite way down. Wow. <sighs> I have great hearing, but yet Thank I can't you. actually understand what you say half the time. <laughs> hey, I don't mean you in particular. I mean people. No, that's the way it goes usually. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So hello, hello. Hi. Extended Hi. fam. Everybody having a good week thus far? Oh my god, no. it's fine i'm just being a brat everyone's testing me this week that's all you know it's funny that people do that after everybody was so holy and celebrating easter (laughs) celebrating Uh easter um my mom calls her she goes what did you guys have for dinner i said we had hamburgers and now we're getting ready to watch fast and furious four and five and we're gonna have popcorn and like i was like what like yeah yeah don't get me started but i wasn't yeah. I always forget that my mom actually, like, as a lapsed Catholic, does kind of, like, think Easter is, you know, that's that's one of the big ones for her. And um, she was like, well, can we, like, do a video chat or something? Because we couldn't go to church together. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I was like, it's just, it's Sunday. What do you mean? Well, it's Easter. I'm like, okay. And I don't have kids that are, that, are the kid age for Easter. And I don't have, like... I don't do church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some candy? Right. <laughs> I think the only Easter buckets my boys have gotten has been from grandma's. Mm. And that's because that's, you know, some, that's what they do. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> we, uh, my boys didn't ask for one. They didn't ask what we were doing. They did say happy Easter that morning of, I was like, Oh yeah. Happy Easter. Um, <laughs> I, I just, it was funny to me because seeing people like all of a sudden going to church and I'm like, I don't see you post any other pictures any other Sunday. Mm. Eh, you know, uh, Christmas, I definitely didn't see their New Year's Day. Like, it's just, it's just funny to me how, you know, people go and spend so much money and it's for an afternoon of your kids running around getting those same outfits just streaked with grass stains because they're searching for, you know, yep. Yep. Some, some candy <laughs> and some eggs. But it's but all I, about the fancy hats. <laughs> well, see, I grew up with Hood Easter. Oh, hold on. 
Rabbits don't have eggs. Rabbits have litters. And they're painted eggs. They came from the Wait. eggs. And I mean, we understand that the weather's changing, so it's like always cold. So you have a whole bunch of just cooked eggs sitting just in the grass and other parts through church. And then tell your babies, go at it. Go, yep. go, go get them. And there's always the ones with the dollars in it, which is, what's the point of that? Like, what are we teaching our kids then? Only Capitalism. this one was good enough <laughs> to find the $5. I could never get my designs on my eggs to be as perfect as the picture used to make it. Yeah. Mm. That was so annoying. Like, it was just ran everywhere. It was annoying. I did notice that you put a, uh, Dean, you put something on our, you know, on our list here to discuss when a current event. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. There's, well, there's a few things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, th- let's get with a simple one first. The, the discord. Thing. Okay. <laughs> I, well, that's so not sad. But yeah. yeah. That, that, so, <laughs> that. so let's, yeah, let's get, get that out of the way. So uh, our discord, which there will be, in, it will be listed in the show notes. It's also out on our website, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I've merged uh, because how, uh, Boondocks podcast and how are you now? I'll follow under uh, my main uh, Podscure network. Um, and so basically, what I've done is I've put everything in Discord under that. Everything's broken out by podcast, but uh, I, yeah. I'd like to cross pollinate some of our fandoms yeah. and maybe get somebody who's on, you know, listen to How Are You Now or Podscure over to here, vice versa. And also <laughs> because now, uh, as, as, as I found out, I've lost two episodes of Podscure. Somehow, one of them is the one that we recorded oh, no. with, with MJ. Mm. And yeah, the other one was some with, kind of way about that. I'll yeah, I, I, you know, some, okay. yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I pandemic, I'll blame it on that, but yes. uh, anyway, so but you know, it gives us another chance to hang out together, and I don't mind that at all. Uh, yeah. in fact, I, I look forward to it. Um, but anyway, if you are on one of our discords, you are now on all of them because they have combined into one. Yes. What you're saying. Yes. Can, okay. can confirm. Can confirm. All right. Now back to the show. All right. Hubby so, thought he was shipping, by the way. Like you guys before Loop. He really thought he was like, how in the fuck did we get into just because I was looking for the episode last night? Like now we're into his 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 thoughts. He was really tripping. Then he goes, Oh wait, they're all in one now. So yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, can thank you guys I, yeah. for that confusion. Yeah, because there, there's there's another one. Uh, the, the, there's another podcast called Breaking Mayberry, <laughs> and it's these two guys who who go back and rewatched Andy Griffith show, <laughs> and uh, with with a lens from today. <laughs> so it's so it's funny. So we talked to, and so that was another one. I've lost it. I don't know what the fuck oh, happened. I was even on that one because right? I remember talking to yeah. them about that. So yeah. Anyway, see. It's not just you. No, he loses no, stuff no, with me. No, because they, <laughs> they were no, because they were on. How are you now? That's what you remember. Uh, then, so. Okay, but we were talking about their okay. show. We must have made him mad around the same time or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, delete, delete. I mean, I, fourteen years. I'm bound click. to have gotten him mad a few times. <laughs> <laughs> click. <laughs> All right. All right. On with the sad All news. Right. All right. So. Yeah. So yeah, um, as of uh, as of uh, the sixth, which is today that we're recording this, um, DMX has been in a coma for a few days now. Where there there are a lot of people who are hopeful that he'll pull through, but honestly, from everything that I've seen and read, they know that he's probably not, and they're just trying to get to a point when family is ready for that. 
um, from they like the, the stuff that they've, yeah. yeah. Cause you don't, you don't say brain dead in vegetative state and expect someone to wake up. That just, that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm just when, keeping hope. Just like I thought for years that Tupac was, you know, he, he really lived yeah. a Luma. I mean, the Machiavelli life that I was like, nope, you guys are going to be fooled. He's coming back. Um, now, the more rational side of me was like, girl, stop it. But it was just something that you held on to because I know for me, that was huge. Like, it's a huge yeah. loss. Um, Hubby and I were just talking about it. What's so sad is that he had such demons mm-hmm. based upon his lack of relationship with his parents or, and, and the abusive relationship he had with his mother that he just, even though he had this art and this form and this talent, I don't want to say had, but has this, imp- I mean, there's just powerful talent about him and he's a poet that shows you that there's still so much, you know, that one cannot deal with, but have an outlet to be able to deal with it. But just can't like you just, it, yeah, it, it makes mental me health very can affect sad. everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes and me really sad when you mix into the kind of life that puts you in contact with things that could lead down very, you know, dangerous roads. Because mm-hmm. this this all started because he relapsed and he OD'd and then had a heart attack. And we know we we know that he's been struggling with drug use for years, and you know this. And I hate, see, it's really fucking me up a little bit too, because it's pretty much the exact same thing that happened to my friend a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all like right now, especially mental health is just so, so important. And it doesn't matter what, um, what, uh, oh gosh, like financial things it, you have. Yeah, your, your, your walk of life, anything. Yeah. Your, 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 yeah. Like your everybody. situation, your, your, your privilege, like thereof, your fame, mm-hmm. like thereof. I, I mean, just what? told my boss today that I need to go on part-time or I need to quit um, for my mental health. And like, basically, get, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're making it that decision. It took me a long time yeah. to get to that decision. Now I just have to figure out what it's going to look like. But she's being super supportive and basically has said whatever I need, she's going to make work. So, that's but good. that's, you know, that's... Not everybody is surrounded by people who can support them the way that my people can support me right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, addiction I, I just, is a disease. Yeah. And mental health instability on top of trauma, on top of having that substance abuse in your past. A lot of people, like, that's that's the. And, you know, he, he looks like he looked like he was eating good. You know, he's put on some weight and stuff. And I mean, like his verses, I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys saw that or ever caught a glimpse of it, but he did a verses against um, Snoop. And I mean, it was just so good to see him. And he remembered his words and just, you know, and then he did what he's talented for. And what I always saw, what I foresaw was always going to be part of his life was getting into ministry or motivational speaking. Because if you're a fan, you've heard him pray. And those prayers are, I don't care what you believe in or what you don't believe in, but they're super inspirational and powerful. And that, and you know that that man believes every single word that comes out of his mouth. Um, so I know for me, I think I'm, I'm kind of holding on to hope that he still has a purpose. And so maybe, you know, you never know, maybe, but uh, Lindsay, I'm curious because you did grow up back East where, you know, he was probably, I mean, he was famous there before he was actually famous to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Where you were a fan, do you what? What do you feel about this unfortunate situation? I mean, I was pretty young when DMX was big, 
But um, I mean, he's just DMX. He's like a you know rap legend. But I mm-hmm. I was never particularly a strong fan. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he was just kind of always there. Yeah, I didn't become a big fan until getting with Hubby because he loves DMX. So, and I think as an adult, just under just listening to more of his music. Um, and now that I have you know my twelve year old, that's literally seventy, where he like <laughs> we should switch. He totally should have grown up in the nineties. He loves DMX, and he just he goes, "Mom, do you hear him? Like he just <laughs> you hear him." And he talks like that. You hear him, and I'm like, "I hear him, son. I got, I got you. Don't have to yell at me. I got you." But um, he he just such a I feel like his energy was so good and he was such a, I feel like a good person. And let me tell you, I will never forget that scene in Delhi. I think this is probably like my fifth time talking about it, but man, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you <laughs> must Google that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have to say, I, I know that he has an addiction. I just hate that. I feel like they're doing the same thing to him that they do to every person of color, mainly men, when it's a hard situation, they focus on the negative and that's what they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they're making his life. Um, they did it to I, Michael Jackson. They did it to Prince, you know? Um, I think DMX managed to mostly stay out of the scandal closet, but the way that any media is going to treat, and this, again, it goes back to like the stigmatizing of mental health, like especially in uh, black men, mm-hmm. like there, there is any weakness is seen as a bad thing. And so it's that toxic masculinity. It's just going to fuck everything up. And for a lot of people, probably DMX included, you know, that you don't, yeah. you don't talk about your pain. You don't talk about what's happening or why you're feeling the way you are or how you're feeling or admitting that something is wrong or whatever, whatever, whatever self-medication like it's. And when, especially when someone who's a big name does something that is not. uh, How do I say that? Something um, negative. We'll just go with that word right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who kind of has that name, um, who does something negative to themselves, it's it's like a chance for people in in paparazzi, the others, the kind of you know, yeah. <laughs> the people so, who to, to who make the Snoop, media for us to consume. <laughs> yeah, if it was Snoop, I think the reaction would be different because Snoop has crossed over. So yeah, yes, Snoop it has would talk changed about his whole early years. Like, whole um um. Yeah, I, we call him auntie. We call him auntie because he is like somebody's auntie nowadays. I'm telling I love you. It. Um, but yeah, they would talk about, you know, his murder was the case days and, you know, when he first mm-hmm. came out. But then they would, it would be such a highlight talking about, you know, him doing the roast and working with Martha Stewart and being in Corona commercials and doing this. And so that I, I feel like that's the difference because DMX, as you said, was never. Uh, I, I think he had crossover because he's been in a few movies, you know, mm-hmm. so he had some crossover appeal, but to an audience that's still hip hop, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, like a Snoop, for example, it would, it would probably be reported on differently, but um, yeah, that's just all, you know, Hey, miracles happen. So we, 2021 has been shit tea. Okay. Like we're not, we're not grounded, but Damn, between people passing, 
because well, of maybe COVID or other, mm -hmm. you know, other things. Residual, I think of last year, and then you have shootings and uh, just. Well, I think I think wow. a big issue that's happening right now with a lot of people is that we've spent it's it's that it's unfortunately it's pandemic fatigue again. Mm -hmm. Like it's especially people. I can almost guarantee you in these last quote unquote last couple of months, you know, we're all hoping that the vaccine will, will get ahead of whatever variants are going to, you know, but so like keeping that as an optimistic, like point of view, um, people are tired and a lot of people who didn't start out maybe on the best um, footing when the pandemic started, are losing what little bit they have left, no, even though we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, I'm I'm not going to specifically talk about anyone in particular, but I know several people who've really had a desperately difficult time in the last month. Um, multiple people I know going into the hospital for their mental health. And it's it's not just because so many people have been alone for a year but got people who lost their jobs i have a friend who mm -hmm. lost her job um you know back when all of this started and has only managed to get part-time work for the last three months and like that's really affected her entire life yeah. and like there's a lot of trauma out there right now and there's a <clears throat> yeah. lot of people who don't have the skills to deal with it and I, you know, every time the news is like, you know, it still could get worse if we're not careful. I'm like, yeah, it's going to get worse because nobody's paying attention to this. Well, so. you see how everybody's just jumping right back out there to like yep. life as if COVID was never happening. Did you guys yep. see the, what was it, the Phillies game? That had oh, 40,000? No, it was Texans. It was uh, Texans. Not, not Texans. Um, but yeah, because it was. Remember I showed you the picture in Texas, go, yeah. the baseball field that was Rangers? full? Was it the Rangers? There yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, they yeah. act like we were in 19, uh, 2019 for real. Mm -hmm. Like, and they're like, well, we have masks. 100% nope. open. Nope. Nope. They have a still shot. And I was like, babe, let's count how many people we can within this group. <laughs> and then let's count how many have on masks. And they, I, it. Yep. Yep. Well, somebody that's non-melanated, please explain it to me. Why do you guys. Hey, you came from there. Seem like. You guys are just omnipotent, like certain, like walking in the middle of the street. Like my car is heavier than you. Why do you Te act like you're like the boy in the bubble? Why? So yeah. you got you got a state whose motto is "Don't mess with Texas," which was a litter campaign. Yes, it was back from the eighties. <laughs> but up. but it, oh yeah, that's what it was. It was about yeah. don't throw, don't make a mess I of get Texas. That. Don't so mess. Don't, I get. Yeah. So that's what, that's why that originally came from. It wasn't about being tough or anything. It was just dope. It, that's, it was a litter campaign uh, back in the eighties. Like literally have heard people out of Texas, like saying those words on I the mean, news. I mean, you got, cause you got, yeah, you got, you have the governor also who's I mean, oh, completely so cool. opened everything up. That, yep. So that, that's where that started. I mean, yep. about them having that. And then tr also trying to pass laws saying that, that businesses can't, deny service mm -hmm. which i think is mm -hmm. hilarious and that the republicans are the ones who are stay out of, stay out of my business mm -hmm. <laughs> right right but then they do that i mean you guys have heard about the double mutant like variation now that's like from india mm -hmm. that's in california 
And I don't know if you guys paid attention, but we definitely watched the two weeks of spring break in Miami. Like it was a reality show. We were like, let's see what's on YouTube today. I mean, and they were out there, out there, you know, and I mean, I've never seen so much just, you know, impromptu twerking in the middle of the street ever in my life. And people would just, nope, 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 no right. masks, barely any clothes. Like I'm just, and I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Everybody stay yeah. at home. Like we just a if, little bit longer. I mean, I think that if everybody yeah. just stayed their asses at home by summer, the whole yeah. country, I think, would have been able to open up. Like we would have had a summer. If, I, yeah. Last year, if if um if the US had done what just about every other country did, which was locked down until we could get this shit under control, I mean, we would still be dealing with shit now, but we would be just starting to open up now as vaccines hit like what 25% of the country has had their first shot or something like yeah. that at this point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Biden has said that uh, said this week that every American will be eligible um, no matter where they live by April 19th. I think it was. Yeah. They're um, opening it up. I mean, yeah. Cause he, you know. he wants, you know, he wants more people to get vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Dean is actually getting his first one tomorrow, which makes nice. me really happy because I, which one I are you am getting? now fully vaccinated. You're not getting the the I new. I don't know which one they're giving. I think it's probably the Pfizer one. Okay, good. Because I'm taking two of them. The Johnson, uh, yeah, good. Because the Johnson and Johnson is like the 2021 freaking Tuskegee freaking. Oh no, 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 like, no! I know lots of people who've gotten the Johnson and Johnson. Nothing has happened to them, and it's just a different kind of vaccine with a. <laughs> B plus it has no, a different I'm, I'm, chip inside of it, and instead of instead of seeing Bill Gates, okay, it's now he's sounding like your mother, Zuckerberg. <laughs> Our friend told us that her uncle told her, "You are no longer family. You are now a mutant human, or something, Jesus and like, and you'll be dead within two years." And she didn't take the Johnson Johnson one, but of course, when I say it, I'm saying it tongue in cheek. I am, I am joking. I mean, I yes, do definitely. think that it's, I do think that it's funny though that they were pushing at one point in time before like that huge 15,000, you know, dosage just went bad, you know, or there was something wrong with it. They were definitely pushing it towards the lower income neighborhoods and oh, yeah. certain that's well, where I say, you know, it was, I get it. I totally get that. Kind of I like think a, you know, what they're in their lovely but, white, in their lovely white minds. I think what they were thinking was the one shot will be easier in the lower income neighborhoods because then they can just get it in and out. They don't have to come back. Or we don't have oh, to worry so about nice. them coming back. making it seem like they were. They I know, were thinking, I know, I know. They were thinking, related. but hey, <laughs> it's it's the whole reason why. So okay, so many teachers across the country have gotten the Johnson and Johnson because, particularly, they can get the teachers back in class faster with that one. With oh. like with me, so doing the Pfizer, I got That's it. What me and hubby did. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got my first yeah. shot the day after I became eligible, um, and I just got my second shot last week. And I've still got another week before I'm fully, quote unquote, covered under them. Whereas with Johnson and Johnson, you get it three weeks later, you've got the same immunity response as I would two weeks after my second shot. Yeah. So I know just for me, weird, I didn't want my parents getting it. You know, both of them got their shots recently. And I was like, which ones did you guys get? You know, as long as they said they had two, I was like, okay, good. <laughs> you know, um, I just, I wouldn't. SNL, I, I know I, I pretty much like refer to them every week, but they're just so good. But they did a clip this week or a skit this week, and it was a doctor who was trying to, a COVID doctor,
who was trying to convince his family. So his cousin, his aunt, you know, his, his other male cousin and his uncle to get the COVID shot. I mean, he offered them $20,000 and they were like, mm, nah, like it was just so funny because it was just a broader conversation on how black people are not getting it. But one of the cousins answered why they wouldn't. And she said, Tuskegee, no syphilis. And he's like, Oh, come on. You know, you're telling me that you can't trust white people. He goes, why? And she rung the bell again. And she's like, syphilis. Like, it was just so funny. Like, I'm not going to get the shot. And this is why I don't trust. So, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Because like I said, if I turn into one, I told my friend, he told me, we get the first headshot on him when he turned into a zombie. (laughs) And, you know, when we got ours, I was like, we're going to be zombies together. So whoever turns first. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like at first was really hesitant and, you know, for a while there because but it was more because of who was, quote unquote, in charge. Mm-hmm. Like once mm-hmm. that changed and like I felt a lot more comfortable uh, believing what I was hearing after the regime change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. So, um, but yeah, I totally I totally get all of that. I I need for me um because of my um my autoimmune issues and mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. other shit that I yeah. fucking deal with all the time. I needed to believe that I would be able to like have a life again and so the idea of the vaccine being able to let, let me out of the house was yeah. way more important than you know because <laughs> if I get covid I'll probably die. So if I get the vaccine and it kills me eh. Probably would have anyway. Yeah, like I hate to I'm say sure it that way, but really, I'm sure my neurologist would have been like in January or when they started. It would have been like get your acid line right away. You know, yeah. if I had gone to him and said something. But I just I felt back then I'm healthy enough now. Why well, I didn't mm-hmm. want to take it from people that really you know that that were in a bad way. You know, um, we've like got friends right now who are yeah yeah. So it's just uh it's kind of crazy. <sighs> but I, let me just pose a question to you guys really quick, and we can move on. Do you think that the push for vaccination will stop once they reach that number? Like, let's say, what is it, 100 million? And it's still only 1.4%, you know, African-Americans or Black people that have been vaccinated. Like, do you think at that time it'll be like, oh, well, they made the choice? Or do you think there'll still continuously be a I think push? it'll. I think it'll be continuous until they reach the point of what they consider to be potential herd immunity. So it wouldn't matter if if no black people got it, but everybody else in the country got it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else would basically keep the black people safe. So I, I hate to say it that way, but if it's only 1%, but like we get to like 75% herd immunity, they're going to stop. They're, they're not going to spend money on it anymore. Yeah. So, and then it'll pretty much come down to like individual doctors talking their, their people into going and do it and that sort of thing so So playing devil's advocate not saying that all black people think like that but that's even a broader Mm -hmm. a bigger reason for black people to be like well forget it because you don't care whether i get it or not and you know what i'm saying like just i'm just thinking from you know i don't i would say i think that was a little different than what i was saying though no no no, i I, I wasn't saying what i wasn't i know no i know what you were saying i was just saying that that is playing devil's advocate or and being that person that wants to give another reason as to why maybe so many African-Americans, I don't like black people say that they don't want to get it is because in the long run, they feel like once again, we're ones that aren't really cared about like our health or what happens to us. So that's 
That's, well, it was just kind I, of my thought process. Of I think the fact that they that are question. they are targeting uh, specific communities of color because they are usually the ones who are left out. Like there, there are targeted efforts all across the U.S. in black, predominantly black areas like Atlanta and Minneapolis and like Seattle, even in uh, some parts of Seattle, where they they really. Um, they really focus all of their efforts on making sure that the majority of these neighborhoods or these towns are at least given the option. And if everybody is given the option and they're still saying no, there's nothing anybody else can do about it. So at that point, I think that's where it's like, okay, we're doing our best. If you're still choosing not to do it, even though we've given you all of the evidence that we can possibly do to show you that it is okay, then it becomes not my problem because I've done everything that I can do, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I get that. I'm, I'm, my whole thing is I'm saying that to individuals that already feel like we're not taken care of or they're not a yeah. focus that gives them even more reason to continue to feel like that. That's just a message that it, it would appear as I'm just saying to somebody that already feels yeah. that way. So I'm just putting myself in that, in that person's shoes or in that mindset, that thought process. So yeah. it was just by that, by that point that, that popped up. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, it's a it's a valid question. Uh, the only the only issue I really would have with it is by that point, it's going to be six or eight months from now. Like they're not going to like stop doing it in May. <laughs> they're they're going to mm -hmm. keep doing it at least into the summer, because even if every person who is eligible makes an appointment right now, they're not going to get everybody vaccinated until into summer. So yeah. like by the, if we get to a point where we are reaching herd immunity and there's still people who are hesitant, it's like, we, like I said, we, we've given you, you know, a year almost yeah. of, yeah. And there's other of things information and you've it. seen yeah. people who've had, who've had it now for like, when did they start? They started doing testing before Trump left. So that was in like what, December, January. And really, the only things that they that have come up so far are increased uh, blood clots in the AstraZeneca one, but the the rate of blood clots is not even to the level of birth control pills in women. It's just because it's affecting men too that suddenly it's actually oh we should stop doing this drug, yeah, um, yeah. just in case. Yeah. So like even that, it's not even causing the kind of side effects that we see in stuff that has been legal for. 60 years. Well, so yeah. that that's true. Snaps that. <laughs> it's there's but, so many things that it, there's a lot of fear mongering going around, which is going to affect the African-American community because a lot of them do not believe what they, they hear on like the news and stuff like that. So um, I've got quite a few friends that I'm like, you can't get your fucking news from Facebook and expect <sighs> that to be the whole story. But that really is kind of how a lot of people have gotten lately you know i i had a woman who cut my hair and i said you know what i'm not going to be able to go to you to get my hair cut because you're refusing to get the vaccine mm -hmm. and i can't put myself at risk for that and i don't want to take the chance of getting you sick because i could still get it and pass it to you yeah so i used to write about facebook part of that snl skit the older lady the, the aunt she said something about oh i can't get it i'm i'm dipped in the blood of jesus yeah he was like, <laughs> yep. where did you find that where did you hear that he's like Facebook and that it was like <laughs> the straighted like she because it was Facebook and her friends are sharing it that's that's what you know that's gospel and that is so many people's mentality um but yeah it's yeah 
it's yeah this this one topic can go on forever yeah but yes yeah oh, you actually, just gave us the wrap i'm gonna up. skip even the thing the other thing that's on our news but that was that was actually a really good conversation i don't know uh do you want to add anything to that Lindsay? before we move on nah <laughs> i love you <laughs> Dean, you should get some wrap it up music like we're at the awards. <laughs> well, he's Sometimes. like, he, you can't see it, but off screen, he's like doing the. <laughs> oh, I just thought we just did it right for the camera. I was like, no, he didn't. Just <laughs> no. Oh, he does that all the time. You just can see it this day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that is why I, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, and then we're going to talk about, because he's over here going, look at the time. You've been yeah. chatting for 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> when it's organic, it's organic. It happens. Yeah. Yes. But this episode, now we can get to some. <sighs> All right. The introduction of Thugnificent. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So this episode starts off with the Rags to Bitches documentary in Terra Bell, uh, Georgia. Which is just amazing. Oh, uh, more more naked old man penis going running across the screen. You know, <laughs> I feel like I this this show has definitely um, exposed me to more old man dick than I, before. I, in my I, life. Yeah, and I guess I'd rather see it in you know cartoon form than right? anything else. So hey, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's it's their thing. Like one once one episode a season, I guess they want you to see. A yeah, pixelated yeah. grandpa's penis. So, oh, it wasn't yeah. even pixelated. True. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that that yeah, in that documentary, Magnificent uh, is talking about all of the terrible things that are happening in the slum that he lives in, and you know, talks about a murder happened right over there, and like they, they shot him, they stabbed him, they punched him and then they took a shit on him like what's a guy got to do to make you so mad that you take a shit on him and i'm like what's what i mean they murdered him so <laughs> the shit is the least of it if you have to really you know <laughs> weighing uh, apple and putting apple to oranges i think that the murder is worse a little um, bit a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah um, um yeah i do want to say really quickly the opening was mm -hmm. what was my quote one of my original quotes that white lady is so white and like represents, I think really so many parents because oh, we yeah. know that hip hop is the biggest genre because of, With the CD you know, biscuits. yes, white kids from the <laughs> suburbs. So it's fun. Like, I wonder how many, I, I don't think everybody says discets now, but they probably say they're Spotify, they're streaming or something, but yeah. just how she described it is it was perfect and hilarious. So I definitely want to shout out that, that beginning intro there. Her oh hell yeah! And the the jeans where the her name's on the pockets or on them. Where's she saying? The, the dungarees. The the dungarees. Yeah, the name on the, name the, uh, on the uh, pocket. pocket. <laughs> like where does she live? Pleasantville? Or <laughs> no, why would she say dungarees? Yeah, because she's innocent of things in the world. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. Only in dynamite esque. So the the next the next scene is um, Woodcrest all gathered around and talking about oh he's. He's moving here. Oh, what's happening? And um, we've got our, our first clip of uh, Thugnificent moving into the neighborhood. With all these trees and white bitches and lemonade and bagels and shit. But you know how we do. We bring the hood with us right here. Now let's make it rain. <laughs> now, 
I know you had something you wanted to say about this, but like for me, I'm I'm like the first scene where he's like, I I don't want to be in the hood anymore. I, I'm you know I've I've made my way up, and now I'm gonna move into this rich place, and I'm gonna bring all of that with me to this. <laughs> so I mean, I like if, if when I first watched it, you know, and it dawned on me exactly what he said. I'm like, is he saying that black people don't have cheese and bagels and <laughs> or is it, like it was just it's so much to unravel just in those you know three four sentences there um, mm-hmm. but it, that's like the perfect kind of intro because it's when the situation happens you either are going to be real and niggerish and and turn up or <laughs> you're going to try to assimilate i mean shoot no, or you're going to try to assimilate you know uh and like I, you said it. Yeah, I, I, I said it. <laughs> Dean's said it. I can say it. You can say it. <laughs> it's hey, I, I've heard mm-hmm. way too much growing up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's like he decided to go the, you know, the other way, you know. Yeah. And expecting um, everybody to be really excited about it, too. Like, mm-hmm. um uh yeah so like while all this is happening granddad and tom and ruckus are just like no this is this is not cool and riley is like super excited and he wants to go over and talk to them and granddad just is not into it and rebuffs thugnificent who is like you know hey there's another black guy here let me talk to you and and granddad's just like nah that's right, y'all. Thug Nemesis bringing the hood to this very street. <laughs> the ghetto is here, y'all. Ain't this you a picture? Who in the hell left the gate open? Because I love it. <laughs> what up, old nigga? You got some words of welcome for all this Thug Nemesis? Come on over here. Do it big, man. Thug out with the homie. Mm-mm. Nappy-headed hoes. Great. <laughs> 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 He's so blasphemous because he quotes a gospel line. Who the hell left the gate open? Because that I can't tell you how many Saturdays I cleaned to that record. And my mom bought it from BET. Mm. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, but then turns around and says nappy headed hoes and all that other stuff. Like right, which was the thing that um, who is the sports guy? Uh, Don Imus. Don Imus. Yes, he called the the women's basketball mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good. A good. Uh, that was actually a good kind of beginning because we we see um, something that I find really interesting. How uh, they kind of made a big part of the story into kind of a white flight narrative, but reversed. It's the black people that are in the neighborhood who are acting like the the shocked white neighbors as um, as these people coming in, and so Thugnificent re- redoes the mansion with like. Uh, dollar sign um, hedge thingies and like fountains with his effigy on it all over and just tacky as shit gold everywhere and the neighborhood is not happy about it it's like somebody threw a million dollars into the monkey cage at the zoo it breaks my heart to watch the degradation of this decent place. Well, we can't live next to their kind. We have kids. I ain't gonna stand for it. We were here first. Right. What are we gonna do? Well, I'd sell my house if I thought it was still worth anything. I, That last one, especially, 
I would sell my house if it was still worth anything as if this, um, okay. Neg, what is it? Negrization. <laughs> yes. No, you're not allowed to say it. Okay. <laughs> so, as if that somehow no. brought down the property value of everything around it. As if like this quote unquote black culture that's being injected into this white culture is so bad that it makes everything around it bad, which is a recurring theme in the boondocks um, with like grandpa's restaurant and, you know, that sort of thing. So I just, I, found it really funny that you would expect ruckus to say that shit. That was mm -hmm. 100% ruckus. Tom is, well, it's just so funny where, where he's like, you know, we can't live next to them. You know, we've got children and you know, he's, he's using that. Oh my God, they're so, there's something so wrong with them that my kids are going to be exposed and then something's going to happen. Um, and then well, granddad, follower. So it's right. like he felt he's absolutely assimilated, yeah, and and validated like, oh, everybody else is feeling the way that I'm feeling, and mm -hmm. it's black people this time. Even though you throw ruckus in there, but it was like, okay, then then I can say it. It yeah. really reminds me of Lindsay last week referring to Chris Rock, and you know, black people love black people, but black people don't like niggas, and it's, mm -hmm. it's exactly what is happening. Exactly. Um, that man, whether whatever he does, rap, whatever else, he, whatever else you guys see his lifestyle as, he has more money than probably anybody that lives in that damn neighborhood. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> which is which is the case. Um, but yeah, that's just what kind of kept playing this whole, this, you know, sharing these um, these clips is exactly what you know Lindsay pointed out last week. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's going to be. I don't know about all the rest of the episodes, but that seems to be the theme of this season is mm. black people treating other black people as less than mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. othering mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, school days wise, growing, you know, the mm -hmm. light skin against the dark skins, mm -hmm. the exactly against the like, we're still, we're still doing it. Um, yeah. And how it's, detrimental that is because then you have outside races who have something else to pick on and say, well, you guys do this to each other to excuse their poor behavior. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think the, um, one of the things that grandpa does that really just kind of sums all of it up for me. It's like, uh, this is still the beginning when he's just moving there. And he was like, why don't you invite him over for dinner? And granddad's idea of what might happen is just like the most racist stereotypical, like idea of these black hoodlums coming into his house and like saying terrible things and being rude. And, and that right there is just, nope, that's enough. He doesn't need to know them or like them or anything because he has his preconceived notion of who they are based on his idea of them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's such a, that's such a, um, our generation's adult, <laughs> like my, my parents, you know, yeah, that's such yeah. a thing from like that generation. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. My mother-in-law, if she says Oriental <laughs> one more time oh, when she is referring to somebody that is, a, and we, we go, that's a rug. That is not their ethnicity. And she said shit, but she's like, because she's 70 plus, she can. And mm -hmm. that's just the way that it is. And it's like, but that doesn't make it right. You know? Um, so that, I think it definitely, uh, it, you know, that's the narrative behind it. It's like, not only is grandpa being like judgmental, because of his age and like setting their ways and they think they're so right. But then also you're adding on to it that he thinks he's a better, better black a better representation black than, than mm -hmm. them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So later that evening, Thugnificent throws a big party at his house and Riley shows up to introduce himself. Um, Thugnificent, Thugnificent asks him if the mean old man is uh, who, he's, who he lives with. Yeah, that's my granddad. Don't mind him. He a hater. Look, I don't want to be dick fried or nothing, you know. I just want to say that I like your music. And, uh, you know, this is my turf over here, and I'm holding it down for all the young Gs. So, you know, I'll let your man if you need anything. I ain't on your nuts, though. <laughs> Very much so, you are. You are. <laughs> definitely. You're like sub, you know, like you're sub on his nuts. You know, just like you didn't latch on all the way, but you have a hold. Oh, he will. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Riley's whole arc in this episode is, oh, I don't want to get all up on his nuts to the end. Like, by the end of the episode, he's like, can I get you something to drink? Can I get you a water? How are you doing, my butt? <laughs> like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, let me let me do let me unscrew the cra- the cap for you so you don't have to strain yourself. Oh. Like, Jesus. Fuck, Riley. <laughs> Thirsty much. I'll bet. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I thought was kind of hilarious was, um, after Huey came in and, um, to find Riley and bring him home and, uh, they were like, this place is totally for kids and we'll do the quote in a second, but, um, he's like, we got the Xbox, we got the, um, PlayStation, we got the, what's it called? The, the Incredible Hulk, which is alcohol oh um, yeah like he looked it up yeah that's right. it's hypnotic and hennessy yes, that's yes. Yeah. <laughs> man that just made my stomach turn oh god how many times <laughs> i have that like everything oh. i read about that says that it tastes like kool-aid so i can totally understand why it could be seen as a kid's drink but in my head i'm going i would have gotten a hangover at 21 drinking that shit like yes of course <laughs> you have. and i'm gonna tell you you definitely do because it's the sugar aspect. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. But, you know, everybody wants to say that they drank it, you know, E-40 wrapped about it and blah, blah, blah. I'm too smart for that shit now, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It, he was offended by the fact that, you know, he was saying that his house wasn't kid-friendly. Yeah. Which yeah. was super hilarious. Because he probably thinks of himself as, like, a role model a mm-hmm. little bit, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, the, the next clip is... It was one that really stuck out to me because I was that kid that was kind of congratulating for being bookish when I was a kid. So I want to. Yo, nigga, your brother told us how you be all into reading this shit. Hey, that's some real good shit, my nigga, for real. Congratulations, nigga. Did you just congratulate me for reading? Word. Oh, yeah, man. You know, it's good shit, homie. Word. You know what I mean? You know that reading shit. You know what I mean? It's hard, son. Word. You know what I mean? Word. You know what I mean? Especially when them books be, you know what I mean? You know, real thick and heavy, like, you know what I mean? Word. You know what I mean? <laughs> I knew people like that. <laughs> it's That's a compliment from That's somebody who I love only it. knows how to say not what I mean. So like, <laughs> you really should have just took it as a compliment. That is a big deal. Well, yeah, for all of them, that was a big deal. And that was actually kind of the reason why I wanted to play it was I so I had a student last year. And one of the things that um, he tried to pull with me was like, well, I want to be a rapper. I don't need to read. And I'm literally Mm. like, now, how am I going to flip this on him and totally played it like, you know, rappers have to have this huge vocabulary. And so the more you read, the more words you'll know and the more words you'll have to prepare you when you want to, you know, rap. And Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. it worked a little bit. 
But um, hubby always says you guys want to keep your money, right? Right. You know, so you want to know math. Like you want to know if you're being ripped off. Like that's, you know, oh, oh, you're Mm going to be a basketball player. Great. So what's going to happen when that $30 million contract is gone because you had a shady account, but you don't know how to multiply 12. What happens if you blow out your knee your first year? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's why my son, he wants to play for UCLA. So heartbroken over March Madness. Let me tell you. Um, and he, he, I told him, don't you dare fix your mouth at 18, 19, 20 to, you better be walking across the stage with that diploma telling me I'm now going into the draft. Don't you dare think about leaving before you have a degree. Like don't even, don't, don't, you know? So yeah, that (laughs) super important. Yeah, no, we just, we focus has to be on different things, not the immediate, you know, I'm, I'm not totally. Um, Dean's uh, youngest is now 18, and you know he's always kind of dreamed for, of playing college football, and you know maybe potentially one day being in the draft and you know mm-hmm. going to play professionally. But he's also always had it in his mind that he wants to get a degree, and he like there's a job that he wants to do. Like football is a thing he'd really love to do, but he knows that that might not be so realistic. So even mm-hmm. though he's still working toward that goal he's committed to like going to college and getting a degree in engineering and like it's hey well at awesome. or teacher apparently last year that was something that has started popping up in the last year oh i know look at your influence look i at know you. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know middle don't school know. math though that's not my influence i'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i uh, feel like we are chuckling at this scene though but like on some real shit young people most do not read. People my mm-hmm. age, honestly, in their thirties, uh, yeah, most do not read. Yeah. People don't do this yeah. shit. They're not into this shit. They don't have. They feel yeah. they don't have time for it. Kids in the hood, unless you kind of got a library or like shit at school, you can really get into. Yeah, yep, they just don't. Yeah, no, yeah. The only right. way. The only way. You made me just be- feel like an asshole because um, today in Hubby's class, he had to tell he had people reading. Do you know how many times he had to tell the kids intercollegiate? They could not read or pronounce. So the fact that you just brought that up, Lindsay, is like, oh, shit, you're right. Because it is most times he reads. I go, won't you make them read? He goes, Mm-mm. we'll be here much longer than what we need to. He's like, mm-hmm. hey. so that that is. Yeah, I, yeah. I think part of that is um, where in <laughs> where teachers see the investment. I hate to say it this way, but like. When you are in the inner city, a lot of those teachers are not, um, they have to, they have to teach to the test. They mm-hmm. have, if those kids don't pass that test, the school loses funding, mm-hmm. teachers lose jobs, there's overcrowding. Yeah. Like it's just this vicious cycle that goes over and over again. Um, the biggest difference between somebody who is a reader and someone who isn't is, did your family read at home? Did you have the availability Mm -hmm. to have books Mm -hmm. around you when you were a little kid? And if the answer is no, you are most likely not a reader in any way, shape, or form. Right. right. Um, You know, I was really lucky. My mom was a huge reader. Both of my parents were huge readers. And we would go to the library once a week. And we would come out with, like, stacks of books. And we would just voraciously read them all the time. And that was perfect for my little introverted autistic brain that just wanted to, you know, disappear into a book. Um, and I didn't understand that other kids didn't have parents that pushed it like that, that made it so just a part of normal yeah. life until yeah. I got older. 
Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I remember my dad coming into my room during the summer and he threw the Malcolm X books at, book at me. And it was like probably about a month before the movie came out. And he goes, you're grounded until that book is done. And I'm like, what? what? I, didn't do, I didn't do anything. But, you know, we re- I was a reader. I mean, I read mm-hmm. all Jackie Collins books and B.C. <laughs> Andrews and like shit that I probably shouldn't have. But I was also that was our generation. Probably, yeah. And I was also <laughs> reading it like a junior like 11th grade level probably in fifth sixth grade yep but that does come from a mother who reads she still to this day i think reads two books a week or something so um, right up until yeah. my dad died he was yeah. still reading as much as his limited vision was letting him do like mm. that was that was a big thing for him he wanted large print books because he could see the large print books with his magnifying glass <laughs> yeah yeah uh, oh yeah Dang, Lindsay, why are you making me feel like a no, I'm kidding. No, I, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't mean it's true, kidding. though. Hey, it kidding. is, it is bo- it's like that double-edged sword of a joke, you know? It's it's funny because these rappers are like, oh, it's such a big deal that this kid reads. And yeah, keep reading. Reading is awesome because they never got any kind of encouragement mm-hmm. like that when they were mm-hmm. kids, probably. Yeah. So it's, really it's that, it. yeah. Well, you know, what's awesome is now we have rappers like Kendrick Lamar who wins Nobel Peace Prize. You know what I'm saying? And like every and verse lit- yeah, that literature prizes. It, it everything that he writes. I was listening to a feature he did on the Lil Wayne song called Mona Lisa Today. Like his verse is nothing but pure fucking poetry. Like pure. So, and he comes from a, you know, from a, a hard mm-hmm. neighborhood that, you know, probably d- doesn't have the best education or didn't, but you know, so that, you know, that we have some pluses, you know, then we have a whole bunch of mumble rappers and then it goes <laughs> and just completely yeah. tears that down. But yeah, there are definitely like there's every every uh, like we had Tupac mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. first oh. and foremost a poet. And I feel like that's Kendrick Lamar for this generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot in like different generations of music have different um, people that really kind of stand out for different reasons. And when we're thinking like, let's, let's go with like kind of an activism standpoint in a lot of black music, always since the beginning of, you know, recorded music, there's always been like underlying social justice messages Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, But the stuff that would get recognized was like folk music you know, like uh, Bob Dylan or, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they were seen as these great poets for their generation. Hmm? Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, Paul and Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I went to church camp because uh, I was a church kid and uh, there were a lot of folk songs that my, my um, church community retooled. So I knew a lot of that stuff. <laughs> I still have a lot of those songs in my brain for no good reason other than we sang them around a campfire when I was like Did you 10. listen to Amy Grant? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith. Um, what's her name? Uh, the one who married Garth Brooks. Like, they were uh, both married to other people and she was a Trisha, Christian singer. Not Trisha Yearwood. No, but something singer. like that. Something like that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, oh yeah, I grew up with all that stuff in you know young life in the '90s before it got creepy and weird and <laughs> rapey in some cases and <laughs> very much yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was um, I, 
that whole thing just reminds me so much that that scene itself reminds me so much of kids that I work with because, you know, I, that same kid who was like, you know, I don't need to read because I'm a rapper also is inspired by Malcolm X and Mm -hmm. has read, like, I actually gave him a couple of graphic novels about Malcolm X's life and he read the, the kid version of the autobiography. He's, he's not a, he's not quite advanced yet to read the auto, the autobiography yet. He's sixth grade this year. So, Mm. Um, you know, there was a kid. Oh, you mean like the ones that, when they first are introducing you and oh yeah, there's like, no, okay. there's new ones. There are there are graphic novels about Malcolm X's life that are geared toward like a, a mid range reader. Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to figure find the names. They're in my classroom that I haven't been in in a year. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so like huh. there there's so many there there's a lot of ways to inspire kids to be readers. It's mm-hmm. But it really does take your home life to make it important. Mm. And if your home life does not make it important, it will never, it'll, you'll never develop the joy from it, you know? Yeah. So, and that's unfortunate, but it is very, very true. Uh, I'm taking my boys to the library tomorrow. (laughs) We have so many books here. It's ridiculous. And they end up (laughs) on the floor underneath their bed or some shit like that. So, yeah same <laughs> oh boys lord <laughs> uh all right so uh yeah so the party we know that thugnifson is having this party so now we're uh looking at it from granddad's point of view he's pissed off because the the beat is too loud and it's keeping him awake that base um cars are getting parked on granddad's yard though he doesn't notice it until the morning uh when he wakes up and he kicks the guy the drunk guy off his porch and basically sees that all of the cars have ruined his yard like he gets pissed and in like we were saying earlier he never gave them a chance so he doesn't go over there and say hey that party you had last night there's a huge mess and they wrecked my yard and can we do something about that instead he goes 911 yes i'll wait which goes back to that like he is the white person in this episode who mm-hmm. is calling 911 on his neighbors having a party and even when like the council is uh, talking about the complaint, let's see, I wrote it down, I think, um, somewhere. Uh, do 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 do. People walking around where they don't want them to be, eating outside when they think they should be inside at a table. Anybody have memories of a couple years ago where it was like selling water on the sidewalk, having a barbecue, like the dawn of Karen? Yeah. <laughs> or I think that would be the rise of Karen because Karen's been the dawn has been happening for a while. This is like full on like. <laughs> so I I find it really funny that um, like I don't remember there being such ridiculous entitlement everywhere fifteen years ago, and I know there I know that there was, but like when it comes to how Granddad is essentially mimicking what a lot of white society is doing now i just find that really interesting that he that um that the the connection was drawn back then before Mm -hmm. we even got to the point like they mentioned youtube in this episode and youtube is still pretty new when this episode is done but now youtube is this huge thing that literally is like like we've got youtube tv for fuck's sake like (laughs) (laughs) you know that that was not a thing 15 years ago 15 Mm -hmm. years it was just weird cat videos and like music videos from (laughs) like mtv that were recorded on somebody recorded it off the tv or something like yeah 
chocolate rain <laughs> and Friday and shit like that. Oh, chocolate <laughs> rain. Chocolate rain. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Oh, my God. Oh, I oh. missed that, actually. I couldn't find that. Um, like, he still does stuff based off of that. I mm-hmm. love watching, like, Where Are They Nows and shit. And, like, he's still doing shit. And he it looks good it's on very him. weird looking at him. Like, he's a grown-ass man. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, uh, when Thugness, nah, Thugnificent gets the complaint, um, he writes a diss track against Grandad um, and makes a they video. They really have beef. Mm-hmm. F Grandad, <laughs> um, which leads to uh, so many things. <laughs> Like granddad doesn't understand why, why, why would they do that to me? And then, you know, oh, he's going to call his old friend XYZ uh, (laughs) to um, help him create his own diss track uh, to go against them. And that's where the YouTube comes in because they put granddad put his on YouTube. Um, MTV runs the story about F granddad causing kids to beat up old people, which is has a pretty big mirror to stuff that's happening right now mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. because you know you've got people saying the china flu the kung flu and you know asian american pacific islanders getting beat up all over the country especially mm-hmm. the elderly simply for being elderly and asian looking um and then in this one uh it wasn't about the race but every one of the the quote-unquote granddads that got beat up was wearing the same sweater and basically had the same kind of look, even though they were all of different races. And I thought that Aaron was... Aaron Magruder, where is your I... crystal ball? Like, I... that's freaking crazy. Um, I want to say real quickly, we were at the range the other day and there was a lady, there was a couple who came in that were, they were of Asian Pacific Islander, you know, descent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I haven't shot a gun in years, but I film it necessary now. And she was asking us all kinds of questions about where we got ours. How long does it take? Like, where's the best place for her to go and get training? And it took about five minutes for it to dawn on me why, you know, she was there because she was getting mm-hmm. helped by one of the instructors and he was walking her through it. And I was like, wow, like that, it's that. You know what I'm saying? Like people are gearing up and, and they yeah, feel we, like they have to arm mm-hmm. themselves. Oh, so, a lot of yeah. black people have been feeling like that for a while. Oh, well, yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of mm-hmm. uh, Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders are, especially in the last six months or so, yeah. feeling like they need to figure out how to protect themselves. So I'm not yeah. surprised about that, unfortunately. Yeah. I really need to learn how to shoot. Yeah. Right. But yeah. That was crazy. Uh. Yeah, so after the uh, after kids are getting caught beating up old people, um, the AARP decides that they're going to, you know, boycott the music label uh, that um, put out the song. And so Thugnificent responds. Man, Thugnificent ain't telling nobody to beat up no old people. I don't even really say someone could even get something like that out of that song. Thugnificent is talking about what he's going through. So maybe a young person listening won't have to go through the same shit. You smell me? Yo, people always want to... Tommy? Nope, I don't. Not at all. So so this this one... This one for me was kind of a big one because it's so very typical of a big-name star doing something 
kind of stupid and then refusing to take responsibility for its influence on other people and their actions. Um, like, for example, uh, Jackass. When Jackass came out and people were being jackasses everywhere, they were like, oh, we're not responsible for all these people doing this stupid shit. We're just doing it ourselves. And I mean, all they did was put a disclaimer on the front saying, don't do this at home. But they, they you know, they weren't going to say, well, yeah, just because um, so-and-so watched our show where we rode a bike over a landmine off a cliff doesn't mean that, you know, we were telling them to do that. And, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I I look at it kind of in that same light where they're like, whatever, you know, we talked about beating up this old guy because he was old and, you know, crotchety, but you don't need to go out and beat up other old people who are old and crotchety. This is just us. This is just what's happening to us. Mm -hmm. I took it to be about the way people generalize as well, which we do it mm -hmm. like every time we say like white people, I know <laughs> some yeah. white people are like, not me, you know, <laughs> you know, but <Buzz>, like. <laughs> It's like Magnificent is doing this whole F granddad thing. So granddad is interpreted as old people in general. Mm -hmm. So then this hatred gets going. It is something like my own shit that I'm trying to work on is to stop talking in generalizations. Even things like I know and a lot of people say to me like, oh, girl, stop. Because like I say, I'm not going to say white people anymore. I'm going to say Karens or Carls or, you know, I'm going to be very specific about who and what I'm talking about. Republicans. And they're like, oh, but, you know. When you say white people, we know who you're talking about, and white people know who you're talking about. I don't know. No, not no. Right. I I think that that <sighs> the people who get offended over it are offended because they think that it might actually reflect them. Even like it makes them like, oh God, no, it's not me. So oh no, it's not me. You you're, you're not talking about me. You know, it's the same thing with yeah. the Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. You know, the people who actually understand what Black Lives Matter means are not offended by us saying mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. Right. So. Yeah, I think if if you I if you think that I'm talking about you when I say white people, maybe I'm talking <laughs> about you. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Um yeah, so let's see. After after that, uh Huey I love Huey comes out and has that prepared speech, which is the most eloquent thing in the entire episode. And basically, you know, saying they're sitting, the two sides are sitting down and we're trying to work out a truce and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, we find out that Riley forged Granddad's signature. So Thugnificent thought that, you know, everything was cool and he had the party thinking that Granddad knew about it and was okay with it. But really, Granddad had no idea. Um, and even though they both cannot apologize to each other or you know take back anything they agree that for the good of old people everywhere they are going to basically call a truce and they hug in front of the cameras and even though they've basically you know call each other names under their breath while they're doing it um mm. and that's essentially the end of the show the end of the episode it's always bitches so is there anything that you guys uh, saw in the episode that you wanted to talk about that we didn't already get into? Mm -hmm. I need to go back and look at all my stuff. Um, 
I wanted to bring up a couple of trivia bits. Uh, yeah, we, so yeah, yeah. That we had the Don Imus thing. Uh, so when Grand, Granddad watched the video, he said that they got they just got that old guy. They got that old guy from Friday in there to look like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then so and uh, so and when uh, when D- Granddad's re- recording his diss track, uh, oh, yeah. he, he talks to uh, Big Tank, who is the show's music advisor. Uh, so the, the, who's the boondocks music advisor so that he was he, he's an actual real person so i thought that that, mm. that was the music supervisor for the show so i thought that was kind of funny Derek big tank thornton and the voices it was snoop and you, you got snoop as mactastic buster rhymes is flow okay, nominal right, yeah yep. and we didn't so in the last time we had thugnificent who was it no, well, this was the first time with, with Thugnificent. This the, is the first one. Yeah, the the the, the last time was uh, oh god, um, so the one that was in the hospital that got shot. Uh, oh, Gangs delicious. Gangs delicious. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that yeah that was that was that was most deaf. Uh, so yeah, this Thank was Carl, Carl Jones uh, voiced Thugnificent, who is the actually one of the producers of the show. He he was a showrunner, and he's actually going to be running the animated. Uh, good times. TV yeah. Show. Did you guys hear about that? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm, I want to be excited about it. Like it's, it's Magruder too, right? No, it's, uh, it's uh, Norman Lear and oh, Norman Lear, Norman Lear and Seth MacFarlane are executive producing. Yeah. So they're basically they're they're funding it and making it so that Carl, and Carl's just run, Carl is running it. So because cool. I I watched the interview with Seth MacFarlane and he's like. I'm really interested to see what Carl's going to do with it. Cause I think it's going to be fantastic. So it's like, they're kind of hands off with it. Carl's running. It seems like Carl's running the show. I like it. All right. Yeah, and it's updated, right? They're updating it. It's like, I would assume so. I would assume so. about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't heard much about it aside from that. They're going to be making it. That's really cool. Hey, if we're going to reboot stuff, you know, let's do it and do it where it's empowering and do it right. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we should, Talk about that show when it comes out too. Yeah. Well, um, good times. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right. So uh if nobody has anything else they want to add, I think it's time. I think we're good. I am. What about you, Miss Lindsay? Oh yes, let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? That's the best thing ever. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the, uh, as you know, I've been hanging out on the TikToks a lot. Uh, and there's this one, uh, one gal that I follow, Carnival Jedi, uh, who gets questions all the time. Uh, about these types of things um and she got asked this question uh and she responded to it and i thought it, this was be be a very good question for you you guys what is inherently wrong with blackface if i wanted to dress up as a black hero of mine why would the skin painting part suddenly make me a racist why do you have to change your skin color to betray someone famous? Just be them. Just be them. Yeah. If you are not creative enough to make your outfit look like the character, you should go back and do more to your outfit. In painting your face, the only thing you're doing is saying that the skin color is somehow inherent to who this character is. Mm-hmm. And that's not fucking true unless you're talking about 
Black Panther or Black Lightning. And in those cases, you definitely won't do blackface because you're a fucking idiot if you do. <laughs> there are I mean, also other superheroes that are not are. black that 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 mm-hmm. i mean if the, yeah these, these are the, those are iconic like, black superheroes if yeah, i wanted to yeah. dress up like wonder woman and go to a con i am not going to plaster myself in white person makeup because the outfit that i wear is going to signal that i am wonder woman and it does not matter what skin color i am because my skin color is not a costume yeah yeah, <laughs> I, I just I just had an idea. I had a thought. Uh-oh. Can I cosplay as White Uncle Ruckus? <laughs> yes. Hey. Yes. So yes, basically, you just be a white man. It's, it's what well, because you know, he went to heaven. Remember, we went to heaven with Ronald oh, Reagan, yeah. and he was white. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Sorry, that's, that just popped in my head. That's a <laughs> So how are you going to do that outfit there? It's going to be the eye. Yeah. Gotta have the eye. The outfit. You got to have the salmon, the salmon colored shirt, and the khaki, the khakis, the khakis, the orange reflector uh, wallet. Yep, and then Um, you got to have the the eyeball that sticks out, and yeah, and then talk like him. Yeah, Yeah. you don't need to put (laughs) put makeup on your face to be him. (laughs) Other thing about blackface is, I mean, I think people also forget about the history behind it. At one Mm -hmm. point in time, they would not let black actors play black roles so they put on blackface and then they also made black actors put on blackface to make themselves look even darker so that is in of itself that history behind it is like why would you do it it's nothing that we cherish not that should have been done in the first place so why would you now do it 30 40 years later when you're supposedly woke and you know better now mm-hmm. yeah yeah and minstrel shows as well mm-hmm. um yep Here's my thing with it. I could tell you guys a story, but I won't. But here's my thing with it. Two things. One, it's offensive. Just like I think we've talked about black fishing on here. Maybe we haven't. But it's the same sort of thing of like, it is offensive to us for you to partake in our culture. Even if you're mocking it, so to speak, without partaking in our pain, which you you can't. That just is the way it is. And mm-hmm. the second part of it is, um, as like... This gets into like a Ta-Nehisi Coates thing, but because we're asking you not to do it and that's it. Black people don't yeah. want to in blackface. Right? That's it. That's that done. should be enough. Right. There's nothing else to really talk about, but you know, for a lot of people, that's not enough. You know, cause we said so just like when, you know, <laughs> right? you wanted to know why your parents said, because they said so. So just like you, like you just said, because we ask you not to do it. You know, if you're not going to really try to understand our reason why and why it's wrong, then just don't do it. You know, it's so simple. Just like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Take it all back to preschool rules. If you don't, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. it's so simple. And you're making it much more difficult by asking questions and wanting to do it anyway, because then it's like you're just spitting in our faces. Yeah. And what is the appeal of it? Why does that sound like something you would want to do? Like, I'm I'm genuinely interested about that. If anyone who's listening to this can give me a valid reason for blackface, I really fucking want to hear it. Because deep down want to so, be us. Right, right. But it's still so prevalent. Yeah, it's yeah. 2021. And, you know, there are still people who think that this is okay. And I don't, I genuinely do not get it. No. Yeah, I, I think that there are some folks who just, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Drew. Charles Barkley just because he thought it would make the character of him playing Charles Barkley more believable and more funny. And then mm. 
when are we going to learn? If we already said that it was wrong back in the 60s and 70s, why mm -hmm. is it now okay to do it in the 80s, 90s, 2000, 2002? <sighs> I, I, I honestly think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of white people who are just so fucking clueless that they don't see any, They just don't see it as a, they don't say they, they don't pay attention to black folks mm -hmm. uh, and are just absolutely ignorant i mean that's what it is it's that the, there's they're patently it's intentional ignorance, pa patently though. ignorant well yeah it, it's intentional you can't about live in this world anymore no. with those thoughts and not no. realize that they're probably not what everybody thinks is okay yeah. no, it's, <laughs> it's, you can just go on in your little in your little perfect world or that world that you're trying to act as perfect that's so much easier than putting out any effort in trying to understand and care about another human being oh my god mm -hmm. you know yep. um yeah so yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and it's it's definitely willful ignorance. I mean, it, uh, even if they're just being completely ignorant of black folks in general, mm -hmm. uh, that they that they don't know that <laughs> that this is a thing, but they've they're obviously uh, not ignorant enough to know that there are black people that look a certain way and that they want to dress like them. So they yeah they purposely just stay out of those spaces and don't learn mm -hmm. and and choose to be yeah willful willfully obtuse and this isn't the 70s and 80s anymore where you take the man that's obviously not indian but mm -hmm. you have him play native american <laughs> you know and that was and kingsley yeah mm. yeah gandhi. And then, um, gandhi yeah yeah exactly well, um like the guy well the 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 guy that was the the track the clean up america the the guy that that's was exactly to, what i'm and, talking about was, yeah and, that he, guy. and he was actually italian oh yeah yes yeah the yeah. native yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly the, the single tier guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. You read my mind. That's exactly it. But yeah, so it just because it was done before and it was acceptable, even though it wasn't fully acceptable, it was acceptable to those who ran Hollywood mm -hmm. um, and those who made Halloween costumes or whatever else. It's not mm -hmm. a joke. It's not funny. You can be Beyonce and Jay Z without going and buying the darkest freaking shade of foundation that you can and slathering all over your face yep. get a crazy looking wig put on a freaking shiny sequin dress yep. you know have your man look like joe camel and there you go <laughs> you are beyond you're not face. wrong yeah <laughs> you are not wrong as i'm saying we were sons of anarchy i mean people were taking pictures with us as if we were literally characters of sons of Anarchy. and i'm like okay you guys know that they wouldn't put black people in the <laughs> like, based on the show but we didn't decide to go you know what babe put on some pancake batter right and let's go ahead you know it yeah so message yeah. came across uh, well i i did like it when 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 uh well dave Chappelle dave Chappelle did that with uh when they did the my uh the draft oh yeah <laughs> and the trading spouses too didn't he like wasn't there like a trading spouses skit that he did that he did he it? also I remember that but I, I totally like Martin, believe you. It's but, been but and like then Mark, jumping right? back, jumping For back example, to the eighties with, with Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murphy in Saturday Night Live when when he was he, he was going to pretend to be a white person for a day to see how it was and he like he mm -hmm. wouldn't got a loan and they just kind of gave him all this money. <sighs> so. Here you go. He didn't even sit down. I didn't want a loan, <laughs> but here, please take it. Please take it. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Or well, I was saying like Martin when Martin played Gina's coworker. You know, when he went in into different characters, it, you know, that there was no malice. Like it was just, it was, it, it was, that was definitely needed because he was playing another character. 
He was, um, yeah, he wasn't you know, playing. He was playing a white character that yeah. wasn't based on something, and it was because he played like twenty different characters in that show. So many, so, so good. Yeah, I, I want to say, yeah, there were a few things that Eddie Murphy um, did that too. Um, well, I mean, coming to I America. Who else? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I was trying to remember. I'm like, what? Played the old Jewish guy. Yeah. 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 I knew there was one, and I was trying to remember what it was. Aha. <laughs> like the best ever. And so, people yeah. always bring up white chicks in this conversation as well <laughs> about white chicks. But here's the thing: it's like that episode we talked about on this podcast when the nigga moment happens, and the guy goes, "Wait, but I'm white." At the end of the day, you know. When all is said and done, we are still black people. We are still oppressed in this country. Mm-hmm. And that is why it is offensive for you to kind of cross these lines with us, given the history, given the the reality of oppression. At the end of the day, you take that off and, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm white. And we are still dealing with a lot of the fallout that we're dealing with. Let's look at the LGBTQ. And I heard that there's another letter the other day. Like I, oh, I, I, call, it, I call it a quilt bag. Because <laughs> it's queer. Um, I got to try to remember all of it. So intersex, queer. That, intersex, that's what the idea. Yeah, uh, okay. Lesbian, uh, trans, um, bi, uh, ace, and gay. Quilt bag. <laughs> that part. But years ago, look at uh, the character Lamar from um, from Nerds. Look yes. at you know what I'm saying how mm-hmm. how it was okay for you to be like super flamboyant and that is exactly how they saw gay men well now and uh, unfortunately i think it's because as a community they're definitely i want to say above the black community on the on the totem pole of 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 life and and society here we got to be very honest they passed us like they Mm -hmm. had their their movement and passed which is fantastic um not bitter you know no harm (laughs) no foul but now it's not okay. Like you have to do it if you are gonna play, you know, a character. I mean, the the TV show Prom that was on Netflix. Like there was a lot of backlash there because of how some of the um, characters played, you know, the the gay characters. And so now it's like it's not okay because, like you just said, Lindsay, like they're not oppressed anymore. I mean, they are still in a way. Let me not say that, but not in a way that we are still dealing with so many years of abuse and disenfranchisement and things like that. So it's, well, and it, it goes back and forth too. Like when, if you're talking about the, the queer community, there always is something that's, um, there's always somebody because we, the same people that hate queer people are generally the same people who hate black people oh, well, and course, people of yes. color. Yes. So yes. it's just a, like a degree of hate. Like, Oh, well, that one's a good gay, so he's okay. Mm-hmm. That one's a oh, good black guy, funny. so he's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If the media is pro-black women this week, mm-hmm. everybody's going to love black women. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. the media is pro-queer Asian mm-hmm. uh, ninjas, it's going to be queer Asian ninjas <laughs> that are like, you know, they, like, seriously, though. Those like, queer yeah. Asian ninjas, let me tell you. They <laughs> are just, but you it's know. like, the reality is, as lo- if, if media quote unquote media as a you know big general like umbrella yeah. thing yeah. treats people like people they tend to have a better life out mm-hmm. in the world because the people who pay attention to that shit and like you know who beat up uh elderly asian people because you know trump 
called that called the said that COVID came from China from a lab. China, you know, from China. The way he said it, like it was just like, oh, <laughs> right? I want you to know, I'm just, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and that's sad because once again, people do your own work, find your own information, mm-hmm. find your own truth, and come on, every common sense is not coming to everybody, but most you would have think, it. Yeah. So use that as your barometer. Start there. It would make sense, you know? This so. will kick up a whole other conversation that we probably don't have time for right now. But I <laughs> I really don't. Like, when people, like, I totally agree with you. Like, they glomp onto these media movements. Like, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I'm going to change my profile picture and I'm going to put this in my Twitter tag and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people I've been around who are pro-woman's rights, pro-Me Too movement, pro-Black Lives Matter. Um, they're... LGBTQIA allies and this and that who sit around and just say transphobic shit. They still say racist shit. Like Mm -hmm. even if it's on a level or like, you know, they have an indifference. Like if you're telling them what you're going through, oh, they have an indifference to it. They really don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. They're just like, you know, social media warriors and they want to be down for the movement. But Mm -hmm. honest, they don't give a fuck. They, really, they, they want to yeah. look like they're a part of the movement. Mm-hmm. They don't actually want to do anything to change anything because right. they don't, they wouldn't benefit from it. Yep. They benefit so from looking be a like a grown ass person and be a follower. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that is what it boils down to. Like you yep. are being a follower and how are you not an adult that has the wherewithal to be able to make your own decisions? Yep. You know, it's, yeah. <sighs> I think unless I'm wrong, I think that's about, everything we want to cover is there any uh, final thoughts that anyone wants to put out mm-hmm. uh well remember we are on patreon if you want to hear the whole version of this episode which is probably going to be about two hours long or so you're probably yeah, getting about an hour and 20 minutes uh, if you are not a patreon member <laughs> um, generally that's what we're going yeah. for anyway um, but our Patreon members get early access to full episodes. They have uh, the opportunity to win merch from us once we get that going. Um, what else are we doing? We're uh, TikTok and Facebook and Twitter and all of the things. Instagram. Instagram. I'm horrible at the Facebook thing, though. But- <laughs> well, because you're not 79. <laughs> um, I need to. I need. I, I need to get you guys doing some TikToks for for Boondock stuff. I mean, like lip sync stuff yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I would love to do like the you know the hooker that granddad swore wasn't a hooker oh, like hell some yeah. lines or something from her <laughs> that'd be that'd be fire hell yeah so. if anybody out there has something that y'all want one of the queens to do together on the TikTok. Yeah. That is, that's legal. Um, that's legal. You kind of left that open there. <laughs> things that, that that TikTok will allow. We have we have the right to say no fucking way. Uh, we also have the right to say, can any, I make this anything, dirty? Anything from <laughs> yeah. anything from the boondocks that yes. we can do. Right, right. Well, and see, you that apparently doesn't. You may be a boondocks on like Pornhub or something that they'll uh, go ahead and throw well, that. It, it apparently yeah. doesn't have the N word in it because <laughs> I, I, I that 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 one headliner clip that I put I posted it on Facebook, I posted it on Twitter and oh, Instagram. Right. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it, Lindsay said the N word, and it also had closed captioning in there. Oh, so yeah. it, so TikTok caught it and and muted it. And then, so I, so I said, okay, fine. I know what you're doing. So I took it down and I put a, I put a sound over that (laughs) and I posted it and it was up for a couple of hours. And then they, they took it down again because it had the word typed in it in the closed captioning. So I, then uh, I put a little sticker over that. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
So I will send them to you. Yes. Um, just for he just knows how to do the second. Stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, I can I can edit. I yeah. edited like the editor of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I didn't. Do that. <laughs> so okay, perfect. So that yeah, that's good because I I'm getting one sent every week. So every time we post a new episode, they'll yeah. send that, and then I can pick ten minutes out of it. Oh yeah, and then make the video on one now. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Because well, I do our headliner, but I only do like a minute long because I want to use the same headliner across everything. And usually, a minute mm-hmm. like for I think it's Instagram, uh, you can only do up to a minute. So oh, yeah, or TikTok or too. Twitter, yeah, and TikTok as well. So I, a minute if I can do if I can find a minute long clip, boom. Well, the good thing about headliner is that you can do one that's shorter to yep. post on. Sorry, I'm. It's okay. Totally shines my eye to post, <laughs> depending on, you know, if it's for YouTube or whatever else, then they'll give you the option to make it longer. If it's for one of the other platforms, then mm. they'll give you the, just the audiogram, which mm. is shorter. So yeah, yeah. Cool. but I, cool. we could talk about that offline, I guess. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We will see everybody uh, next week. See ya. Hey. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Again, as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Attack of the Killer Kung Fu Wolf. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.